Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymont, and I have one of my good friends that I met this year, Lindsay May, here on with me. And I'm super excited to interview her because she is one, amazing, and number two, an expert in SEO. If you don't know what that means, it means search engine optimization for your website, all the things. We're going to deep dive into this. Thank you so much, Linz, for being here, and I can't wait to chat. Yeah. I know. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. I know. Oh my God, y'all. We just did a recording for her. So we're going to literally be like, same time. Boom. On each other. other. I love it. Yeah. So let's let's back up a little bit to tell tell everyone how we met and stuff. So this year, as all of you know, I went to a conference in Denver called Empower Her with one of my dearest friends, gal pals, uh, Barbara. And she introduced me to Lindsay. And so it was really great. We immediately connected. I was like, I love her we're going to be friends, whether you like it or not. And so I love that about myself in the sense of like every single time that happens for me, I'm like, if I like you, I'm going to make us be friends. And so she actually felt the same way. And so now we're friends. I did. And now here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And so we have kind of a similar journey, not necessarily her being in the oil and gas, but like, I want you to take a minute, give us who you are, tell us a little bit of backstory, and then we can dive into like all the stuff and why they should hire you and all the things. Go ahead. All the things. Okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. Um, our stories are a lot alike in the sense of working in corporate. And so that's really where I started. Well, I first started as a journalist and I thought I was going to be a journalist for the rest of my life, but I soon learned that you just don't make a lot of money being a journalist and you have to work a lot of nights and weekends. And so I was like, yeah. there's got to be something else I can do. Mm-hmm. And while I was, I was an editor in chief of a magazine and I started learning about SEO because SEO is so important for articles and when you're publishing blogs and articles online. So I started learning about SEO about 13 years ago when it was like very foreign and no one really knew what to do with it, but I fell in love with it. And I was like, okay, I think this is where I want to go next. So I started climbing the ladder again, and this time in marketing. Um, So I started out as like a, you know, a digital marketing specialist and started learning the basics of marketing. And I soon started to wear all the hats with marketing, social media, email, website, SEO, all the things. And I just fell in love with marketing because as you know, it's so powerful and it's so important. Um, So yeah, I I started learning about content in a deeper way, more strategic way. And I was then director of marketing for agencies and brands. And I just, again, I loved it so much, but as I was climbing the corporate ladder, I started to realize that 
not only did it get just lonely at the top, but it started getting really toxic at the top. And I was like, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. And um, I had two roles that spoke to me the most. And these were my last two companies that I worked for. And again, climbing the ladder, I put all this work into it. It was my life. It was my career. It was everything to me. And it was just like, how am I climbing the ladder, getting more responsibility, getting this team and yet being treated like shit every single day of my job. And I would work 10, 12 hour days and still that wasn't enough. I would get texted all the time. And I was just like, there's got to be a way to do what I love and not be treated this way and not have to deal with this type of culture. And so I kept giving it a chance. I would leave a company and you know, find my dream job basically. And I experienced the same thing. So I was like, this has to be a trend in corporate and corporate leadership. And maybe it's not for other people, but that's how it happened for me. And I mean, one of the things Shelby that really happened for me was I, I was working a a long day and that whole week was like, go, go, go. And I literally went to bed at 8 PM. I was like, I'm exhausted. I have to work tomorrow. I'm just going to turn everything off and go to bed at 8 PM. Yeah. day, I was humiliated for going to bed at 8 p.m. And I was basically warned that if I do that again, I'm going to get fired. And I was like, yeah, I was like, is this real? Like, is this real life? And yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. Like things like that would happen all the time where it was just my fault that I was tired or that I couldn't work 12 hour days all the time. So I was like, I'm killing it in my career. I'm doing what I love. But as a human, I'm just not being treated well. So last year, around December, I was like, I have to make a choice. I have to figure out what I want to do with my life. I'm in my 30s. Like, I shouldn't be going through this every single day. I shouldn't have to endure this corporate culture where it was just like a day after day, I was just exhausted and you know, I was killing it. I was scaling these companies, but I was so lonely and so burned out that I had to make a choice. And so I left, I left almost a year ago and I left over the holidays, which I would do not recommend for people because like there, no one's going to hire you, but that also helped me realize that I was going to start my own business. And you and I have talked about this before, but when you're treated a certain way, and then you want to start your business, you're like, I want to treat myself how I haven't been treated. And I want to treat my team how I haven't been treated in a corporate environment, because it's how I want to do it. It's like completely different. It's a startup. It's fun. And yeah, we kill it for our clients, but we're people at the end of the day. And so that's kind of my journey. Like it started out so fun and so exciting. And then I realized, okay, there's a lot of shit going on here. So I'm going to start my own company and do it how I want to do it. So, okay. I want to bring you back to that moment where you were like, okay, enough shit is enough. And I want you to walk me through and everyone listening, like the emotions, because like when you start a business, we talk about this all the time is like, it's an emotional journey. And like, it's the scare and the fear of like taking the leap of faith and really doing the dang thing. I don't even know why I just didn't curse doing the damn thing. And (laughs) Just like getting it done. So like, take us back to that moment where you were like, you know what? Screw this. Like mm-hmm. I, if I want to go to bed at eight o'clock, I'm going to go to bed at eight o'clock. Like I've worked enough today. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So tell me, give us a little bit of like how you were feeling emotionally and like what really led you to say bye, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you're in that environment, and I'm sure people listening have been there too, you kind of get brainwashed or you start to think it maybe it's me. Like maybe I don't manage my time well, even though I'm working 12 hours a day, or yeah. maybe I'm not experienced enough. Maybe I'm not the right person for this job. And I think you get into those thoughts that just don't help you, right? They don't propel you to figure out what does work for you. And so I think for me, it was a lot of like, not necessarily inner work, but just connecting with myself and knowing I do have 15 years of experience now. And I have done a lot of incredible things in my career and looking at like the numbers, like how I've grown these companies and realizing, okay, it's not just me. I need to get out of that. And also being around people who are like, soundboards like is this normal and they're like no I've never been treated like that or like no you shouldn't get yelled at for going to bed early when you've worked a 12-hour day you know so I feel like having that community around me helps me a lot to get out of my head but also just knowing myself it was like you know yourself like you've got to know that you're there for a reason they hired you for a reason and if something's going wrong it's not just your fault so I think that was a big um kind of shift for me in my confidence. And, and yeah, I mean, I kind of asked God in the universe, I was like, if this is not meant for me, I need a sign. Like I need a sign that's like, you got this. Cause I did think about starting a business over a year ago and getting that, I'm sure, you know, like getting that courage to start a business. It's crazy. You're like, is this really going to work? But I kept getting signs. I kept getting red flags. I kept getting conversations that I was like, okay, this is my sign. And yeah, I mean, it was just like so clear to me at the end of working the nine to five for someone else that this was for me. And I just had to listen to it. I just had to go and freaking start my company. And I did. So, well, look at you. Look at us. We're like entrepreneurs. You know, and I feel like what sucks is like there's people and like if you're listening to this and you love corporate, this is just like your experience may be like different. And so if yeah. you want to move up the ladder and you want to be awesome, just make sure that when you are doing whether entrepreneurship or in the corporate world that you trust yourself and you trust your gut that like you are being respected and honored and um, as appreciated as you should be. And if not, it's time to make that jump and fear can get in the way and like stop us mm-hmm. from that. But like, don't let it. You are. I'm bringing all these people, especially Lindsay and I on this podcast. And I've started this to really just showcase like you're supposed to be living in your purpose and empowering yourself as I know I can do this. And if this is not where you're supposed to be, then it's time to make a move and time to make a jump. And sometimes it sucks because you might love that person and you might like love them personally, but in the same sense, they just business, it's business. It's not even personal, but sometimes it does get personal, like my story and yours. But um, I want to say... I want to go back to how you were like, okay, the journey of SEO and the importance of it, because there's a lot of times where people are like, I don't even know what that even means or what that stands for. And I have to tell people that, and I've learned a lot of it over the last year or so, because like, obviously everyone needs it. And now these social media platforms are switching to more SEO uh, driven. And so like, I really want to like take the time for this podcast to really focus on SEO and why it's so important for your business. So I guess just like give us a spill and tell us like, why it's so necessary on your website, on social media, all those things. Yeah, love it. Okay, so I think this is a good story to tell because 
again, when I started in journalism, we were on in print. Like back in the day, we were like in grocery stores. I say back in the day, it wasn't really that long ago. I'm yeah. not aging myself that much. But then we went to digital because as you know, there was this huge shift in print publications, but also just the world of going digital. And during that time, it was like, how do we continue getting the readership that we've had without having like a good website that has existed or a lot of content that we can kind of use to backdate? And so I learned the importance of saying, okay, I want my magazine to be successful. I want to keep connecting with my community. But if I don't do something intentionally with the content and with the website, then it's not going to reach the right people. And so I learned early on, like your website is your home base. And I still completely believe that. I love social media. I love email marketing, but your website is your home base. And then everything kind of connects to your website, right? Or you have this presence on social media, but there's still a website there to build authority. If you're a product-based business, for example, um, there are so many products like yours out there. I mean, I'm sure everyone feels like their product is unique and that's amazing. And it probably is in so many ways, but there are still so many resources for everything out there. There's typically a product for everything out there. And if you want to get in front of the competition, if you want to reach your target audience and you want to sell, like it's your mission as a company to offer a resource or support to your customer, then you have to have SEO because you could have an amazing website, but if it's not targeted with keywords, if it's not bringing in the right audience, then you're not going to sell anything. And I've experienced this with a lot of clients. They're like, yeah, we spent $10,000, $20,000 on our website. Why isn't it converting? And then I go in there and I'm like, you literally like everything is wrong in terms of SEO. And there's a lot like SEO is very technical, but that's why you work with someone who can say, your website is great. Your brand is great. I really believe in your story and your product, but now I want to get it in front of people. So how I like to think about SEO is like, Google likes to refer people. Google has customers and there are actually 8.5 billion searches on Google every single day. I mean, think about it. If you're like, what was that band I used to listen to? Or I need this product or I have this question. You go to Google. So Google is basically referring people who come to Google to ask questions and Google wants to take their knowledge and their experience of like, I'm going to refer you to the right brand or the right question or the right blog. So Google doesn't care at the end of the day about businesses. Google cares about its users. So if you have a website and you're like, I sell non-toxic skincare, you might believe in your product, but Google needs to believe in your product so that it can refer people who are searching for non-toxic skincare or whatever it is to your website. So it's just like Google is a BFF to all of its users and they want to refer only the websites, only the businesses that Google trusts. So I know that's complex, but like it's just a really important step for building authority, for reaching that right audience and to sell because at the end of the day, that's what a business does, right? They solve problems and they sell. Yeah. And so I want to deep dive into um, what is the importance of hiring out? Because all this is like so interesting and I'm learning with you because like I don't, it is technical and I'm like, you know what? I understand stay in your lane when you are an expert in something and then you always like outsource when you're not because it takes so much time. 
So what in your brain is um, like the most important reason for outsourcing SEO to be done? And like all these people are probably like, well, I can make my own website. I can write the copy. But like the importance of it when you have to outsource it is just give us that like little plug real quick of why it's super important to outsource yeah. to an expert. Yeah. So there's a few different types of business owners and how they approach their own marketing. So wow. the first business owner is actually a recent client who was like, I just spent all this money on my website. I have a VA. I had someone write my content and it looks good. And she, like, she literally said, um, my VA put everything in in the SEO like prompts, like the SEO is there. And I was like, okay. So then I go look at her website and there aren't any keywords and the content is not intentional. It's like, I don't even know what the name of your company is or what you offer. And so I think the biggest thing with SEO is it's intentional. And when you're a business owner and you're in it every single day, you kind of have your own jargon or way to say things, but SEO is getting so technical with the keywords to say, I can help you get in front of these people by using the exact keywords that they use to search in Google. And so I think hiring an expert to do your SEO is really important for that person who's like, I've done all this work and I know that I have a great website. I have all this good content. I have all these good products. Like, why am I still not converting? So having someone like me, like audit things to say, okay, yes, your website looks great, but it's not intentional and strategic. And then we have the business owner who's like, I don't even have a website. I have a stand store. I have a social media presence. Like, why would I need a website? And that's the person who like, we got to get you a website. And it's not just a landing page. We got to get you an actual website. And they're like, I don't know how to do that. I don't have any time. And so for me, I offer website design, but from an SEO perspective, because again, it's not just the look. It's not to look pretty and just have a website. It should be so intentional and it doesn't have to take years to get up there. And with social media, like, again, I love it. I know like social media is your thing and you do so amazing with it. But like for me, showing up on social media every day is hard. And a lot of my clients are like, I show up on social media every day. I don't have time to show up on my website. It's like, you don't have to, like, it's so different. You don't have to post every day or optimize your website every single month. It's like kind of a a one-time thing, maybe a couple times a year if you need to, but that's kind of what the data will tell us. And a a lot of business owners love data and a lot of them also hate it. And they're like, I don't care. I just want it to work. I just want to get sales. So I think those are the two main clients that I work with who's like, I don't have any time. I just want you to do it for me. And then the other one who's like, I'm doing everything perfectly, but I'm not getting any results. Then it's definitely time to work with someone who can see through what you're already doing and say, let's just take it a step further or rebuild it. Right. And I think that what you said a while ago is really important for people to understand. Like, even though you're doing everything on social media, you still have to have a website if it makes sense for your business. And so like, I have one, you do not, you don't have to have an expensive website. You just have to have something for Google to actually utilize. And so if you're posting on social, you're only doing a fraction of it. Now it's time to actually go in and like get a website, whether that's hire her to design it, outsource, have someone come in house, like whatever the case may be for you. But you did talk about Google a while ago. And I want to ask this question. Yeah. So a lot of times people want to run Google ads and like, I get that, but then they don't have the budget for Google ads. So like when they actually create this website and they actually incorporate keywords that Mm -hmm. actually work for their business, 
this is a stepping stone before they have to actually invest in the Google ads, correct? Like this is going to help them move up more on Google? Yeah. Like in so many ways. And I like to think of a website as like, if I have someone who's like, I'm about to start my business or I'm about to relaunch my business. I'm like, let's start with a website because that filters down into everything. So first of all, having a website, yes, you have the keywords there and you have this kind of like organic connection with Google where Google is like, I know what you do. I know what you offer and I know what type of client you serve. So getting in good with Google is very important. Obviously, ads like you pay to kind of get in the front of the line, but you also don't have to do that. I literally worked with a client who was not on Google at all. She was not on the first page. I stopped scrolling to find her when I was searching for what she offers in her city. So local SEO. And we did a website makeover where I audited her her website. I got her new keywords and then I implemented content and design changes. And she was on the first page of Google in three weeks. And in the first first spot. Like that is unheard of. Yeah. Like I was like, this is a win that I'm going to share all the time. And I'm not saying that that is common. Like that really doesn't happen a lot. And yes, I have a strategy to help you do that, but you're using the right keywords. You're saying, this is my website. This is what I do. And yeah. And like I said, you kind of start, I like to start with a website with your keywords. And then that also filters down into social media. You have blog content that you're posting, which tip. I like to post two to four blogs every single month that will really help you get in with Google. But then you can take those blogs and pick them apart and create reels. If you have a guide of 10 tips for winter skincare, then you have 10 reels that you can make right there. So that's why I like to kind of start with the website and then it supports social media. It can support ads if you do that later, but it's just a great first investment or first kind of revamp. And then that filters into everything else. I love that because like a lot of people just say, so for example, truly I had zero money when I started my business. Um, so I definitely started social media first. So like, it was just cause like one, that was where my business was. And then I actually made one eventually, but like, I truly believe that you need a website because it all works hand in hand. So you like, you just talked about blogs. Okay. You write a blog, you then turn that blog into multiple social media posts. And then you turn that into email marketing. So like, yes. Holy shit, you take a minute to write it or write a couple for the month. And then now you have so much freaking content. Then it goes to your phone where you're like, okay, I have B-roll in here. Let me slap some text over it and run that stuff through social. Like there's just so many ways that it all intertwines and mingles together. And now that social media is SEO generated too, it's just like, why not use all of this? And why not try to take your business to the next level? I want to shift and go to this and ask your opinion. Um, okay. So I know you're talking a lot about SEO and Google and all that stuff and like how people write it themselves. So obviously what came out, what I think this year, um, which has been huge for anybody in marketing in the creative space is AI. So like, what is your feelings with AI when it comes to writing content? And do you feel like it's hurting people or they're, um, relying on it way too much or like, just give us all the feels. Yeah. At first I was kind of offended by it because I started out in content and now I'm in marketing and it was like, okay, so AI is trying to take over the world and take over our jobs. And I didn't want, I had no interest in looking into it, but a lot of my clients were, and they would start using it for emails and social media and to try to use it on their website. And I was like, well, now it's just it's making me do so much more work because they weren't using it the right way. So my take on it, number one is I think 
most people are probably going to use it or at least dabble with it because it saves time and it also gives you creative ideas and all of that. Number two, you need to do it the right way. And for me, I did a training on this because I was like, I want you to do it the right way. So I'm going to teach you how to do that, especially for SEO. Like, let's say you want to write a blog because like I said, I recommend two to four blogs a month. I think blogs are so powerful on your website, but if you want to use AI to write a blog, totally fine. You can tell AI something like write a blog on this topic using these keywords and how you get the keywords is probably from me or knowing your keywords already. Um, But AI can then write a blog for you using that topic, using those keywords. But the thing is like, I've tested this for my clients and when I was doing this presentation and I mean, it's very robotic. Like it still looks like it's from a robot. It still sounds like it's from technology, not from a human writing it. So I think it's really important to keep in mind that your content, whether it's for social media, for email, for your website should sound like it comes from a human and should sound like it was written by a human. And than that also written by you and your brand and by trusting technology to write all your content for you you're kind of releasing any control over your brand and your voice and the whole intention behind your content so you can definitely use ai i would just be careful and the third thing is like you need to edit it for sure whether it's a blurb or a blog or a page of content that ai is writing for you take that and completely edit it. And you should have a keyword list if you're doing blog content or website content, even social media, having keywords is relevant everywhere. But then edit the shit out of that blog. Because again, it was written by a robot. And if you want your audience to connect with you human to human, then you need to make sure you're still a part of it. And one of my clients used AI for an email and the intro was something like, hello, I hope you've been well. Like it was just yeah. and some people talk like that, but she does not talk like that. And I was like, this sounds like it's from a robot. The whole thing sounded so robotic and she got a lot of unsubscribes and I'm sure she lost some credibility and trust with her audience. And so I was just like, Yes, I get why you're using AI, but you have to be really careful and you have to edit and you have to be intentional with this tool and you can still use it, but just at the end of the day, still have control over all of your content. Yeah, for sure. And I think like we resonate, I think it's everyone in marketing in the creative space that was like, shit, why is this happening? Because like, yep. at first I boycotted the shit out of it too. I was like, I don't yeah. want to because it's taking the creative aspect out of it it's taking all the good of like what we do out of it and also too I was like shit people are gonna realize to do this and they're gonna just do it and then I'm gonna be out of a job but that was like that really is a dumb mentality as well so I literally (laughs) solely believe like you have to jump on board or you're gonna get left behind so like I was like Mm -hmm. I have to get on board with this like I have to I'm gonna have we learned how to use it we use it but we use it so strategically that it's like you you would never know AI wrote because like exactly what you're saying. It's so robotic. And a lot of times people are like, well, I can just do my own social media. I'm going to throw it up and they're going to write a caption. Let me tell you this. When you write a caption and you use 50 freaking emojis that don't make sense that you've never Mm -hmm. used because people know you as a human being, they're going to be like, they're taking the easy way out and they're going to do that GPT or whatever the, whatever AI program you're using. And they're going to be like, I don't want to work with them. I I think this is, I, I don't think this is real. And it's like, I noticed it. It looks fake. It looks like your account got hacked. It looks like all this crap. But like, it also is a very powerful tool to be like, okay, well, I'm at a roadblock and I need X, Y, Z. Help me figure this out or change this into this for me, whatever the case may be. But just like you said, 
it still sounds robotic. Like you can tell it your personality. You can tell it your brand. You can share things that you've written before. That's all going to help yeah. it really figure out what your brand voice is, the tone that you want to use, like ideas that it can generate for you. But it's yeah. just that is it. it is a robot to the point where it's like yeah. it's not a human. So they're still missing that interaction of the human being. So yes. like you said, edit mm-hmm. it. Don't just yeah. let it do work for you and just be like, all right, I'm going to be successful from one blog post. No. Yeah. And use it, use it as a tool, use it as a tool in your tool belt, just like you would use any social media scheduling platform, or just like you would use Canva, right? Canva is a tool, but I'm not going in there and using the template exactly how it is, right? You are reworking the Canva template or building something in Canva that is fully custom to your brand. So use it as a tool. Don't use it to replace the work. Like don't replace it with me and Shelby, because you still need us, but use it as a tool. And I think that's really important. I think that a lot of people just want the easy way out and they figure like, well, I don't have to pay these people because they're using it too. Yeah. Let's just say this. Cool. We might be using it, but we know how to use it and we've educated ourselves on how to use it. But you pair the AI with our knowledge and our experience on whatever Mm -hmm. we're an expert in. And that is gold right there. Because in the same sense as you're going to be using AI as every average day Joe, and you're going to be like, this is, this is good. But in reality, it could be hurting your brand versus helping your brand. So just make sure you do your research, especially like that goes for everything. So do your research when you do AI, hire someone out, do your research when you hire a website designer, an SEO expert, a social media expert, because they're coming out of the freaking woodworks. Now they're coming Mm -hmm. out and they're like, I do X, Y, Z. When in reality, they just want to, literally charge you an obscene amount of money and they, it doesn't work. I've, I've encountered this. The first person that ever did my website turned my index off. And I didn't even know that until my friend caught it. And I was like, cool, I'm not searchable. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, (laughs) it was really bad. So I'm just like, you have to trust who you're hiring and who you're hiring out. So I'm really glad we did touch on SEO. Obviously if, um, we're not done, but if you want to give us your plug on how people can work with you, when it comes Mm -hmm. to website, SEO, all the things. Yeah. There's a few ways to work with me and it really depends on where your business is at. If you have an existing website and you're like, I'm not getting any views on my website. I'm not getting any sales or the views that are coming to you are like in another country. No one's interacting with your content. Then it's time for an audit. And I structure it as a website makeover. I'm literally jumping into every page on your website, looking at the performance, the back end, and I'm analyzing everything and saying, this is working and this is what is hurting you. And then I just build a strategy for this is how we're going to optimize everything from the content and design to the user experience, the flow on your website. And that's that's the um, service that my client got on Google in three weeks. So I know it works and I know how powerful it is to have someone just come in and optimize things a little bit. Yeah. Um, And that's like a done for you approach. If you're like, I don't have time. I don't want to learn about SEO. I just want to get it done. Then obviously that's the way to work with me there. Um, I also have an SEO course. So it's called uh, the Squarespace SEO Transformation. And this is teaching you the basics of SEO so that you can go into your Squarespace website and optimize it. I love Squarespace. I know not everyone has that. Um, But if you're like, I'm a business owner, I have a budget. 
I'm willing to learn a bit, a little bit about SEO and then implement it myself, then that's a great avenue. And then I also design websites. If you're a brand new business owner, or if you've had a business for a long time, but you don't have a website and now a landing page does not count as a website, then I design websites for SEO from the start. I'm like, this is how we're going to get people to this website. And now let's make it look pretty. So I love SEO. I think it's so powerful. And I niche down to only offer SEO and websites mostly because I just know that they work. And it's pretty incredible once you get a taste of the magic of SEO. Oh, yeah. And I I will say I am um, a full believer in SEO, too. I redid my website recently, too. And like the, the way that I'm getting stuff from Google or from people that have found me through Google, I'm just like, I really wish you would say social media because like, obviously that's what I do, but (laughs) I will pay Google as well. Okay, cool. That is amazing. Y'all should definitely go follow her. Definitely reach out to her. Are you on all social, your website? Like what we're all going to put all of it in the the show notes as well too, but. I don't even think I said my business name, but it's the Happy Marketing Co. Because I believe oh that God, everyone should be happy. <laughs> I'm like, I, I should probably tell you what I actually do. Um, the Happy Marketing Co. So that's how you can find me on um, Instagram. And I love to connect. And I love to educate about SEO because it's not very sexy. So I try to make it sexy and fun. And so let's connect there because I love making it new needs friends. to be sexy because yeah. if it ain't selling and you ain't work, it ain't working, then it's time right. to turn up that sexiness for people to yeah. start utilizing it. So I love that. Okay. So last question before obviously we're done. I want yeah. you to go back to so okay, I lied. There's two pieces of advice. Number one, what would you be your advice to someone that mm-hmm. wants to become an entrepreneur that's like like kind of on the fence, but like they don't know? Like what is like mm-hmm. one piece of advice? And then the second question. Is if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be? Ooh. Oh my gosh. You're trying to make me cry on this podcast. Okay. I, I, I um, cry all the time. You're fine. Let's cry together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one. Okay. So for me, I was so in my head before I became an entrepreneur. And I was totally burned out, but also knocked down by the situations I was in. Again, not every corporate environment is like what I have experienced, but I just went through it. I Business after business, I just got knocked down and I did not believe in myself at all. And that almost kept me from starting a business. So I had to get my shit together and just say, hey, like what is going well for me in my career right now? And what is not going well? What do I love to do? And what is just completely draining me? And so I actually made a to-do list or a, a you know, pros and cons list on a whiteboard. And I workshopped what feels good for me and where I want to take my career. And that helped me get out of my head, realize that I am smart and I am capable. And it also gave me like actions. Okay. I'm going to create an LLC. I'm going to create a website. I'm going to create a social media page. And I think for me, I was just I would not have been able to do that if I wasn't like, I'm smart enough. I can do this. Like all everything that I've been told is complete bullshit. And so I think getting out of your head and believing in yourself is the most important thing. And I don't care if that sounds cliche. I'm like the furthest away from being a cliche, but I truly believe that anything is possible. And you know that you have the experience. You know that you are good enough. You just have to freaking go for it and you'll make it happen. Get it. Um, Cliche or not, screw that shit. That's good advice. All right, next. 
<laughs> Thank you. I had to tell myself that a lot of times. So even if it takes you a little bit of time, I get it. Um, the second thing that I tell myself is kind of a part of that, what I just said. I would have told myself, and that when I look back, the five-year-old, the seven-year-old, I was like spontaneous. I was fun. I was making a room full of adults laugh. I was like a badass little kid. I would just say, bring that energy with you and don't lose that spirit because a lot of us do. A lot of us have been through a lot of shit in our lives, whether it was relationships or work situations or whatever. So Yes, we're going to be broken a few times, but remember who you are and know that you are capable and you have done some incredible things in your life and just keep doing that. Keep believing in yourself and surround yourself with the people who allow you to be yourself. And I think you can do anything when that happens. I love that. Oh my God. That is, that is, but it's so true because I also like to tell people this, like, when you start to doubt yourself and you start to feel like you're not worthy, what like think either a find a picture of you as a little girl and put it on your mirror or B picture yourself as a little girl and literally talk to her. So like, what would she tell you right now when you were confident and there was no care in the world and you were rambunctious and you wanted to try everything and you were adventurous and like all those things, like talk to her because like you would never look at your younger self and say, you can't do this. Right. So like, as we've evolved and as we've got, as we've gotten older, we like, I don't, it's just kind of like a stigma we all have. And we've developed this like thought of like, we can't do it, but yes, you can. Yes, you can. There's very bumpy roads. We don't know the outcome. We don't know what journey we're supposed to be on, but you're not going to get there unless you try, unless you uplift yourself and just do the damn thing. Do the damn thing. Yes. Damn thing. Thank you so much, Lindsay, y'all. Like, go follow her, Happy Marketing Co. on Instagram. We're going to push her to post more. If you want to learn more about SEO, a website makeover, her course, or her to build that dang thing for you, you contact her. Everything is going to be in the show notes for you. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely loved this conversation, and I learned so much as well. Thank you for having me. I feel like we just had like a glass of wine together and just hung out and it's been an amazing conversation. Thanks for having me. Next time we should bring wine. And next we time should we bring wine. We'll record later. Yeah. Right now it's the morning. So like, Deal. Oh, Let's do it. But anyway, thank you so much, y'all. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, share, tag us on Insta, all the things. We love you. Thank you for being here. And until next time, let's freaking get it. Woo! 